Hope you had a wonderful week. Hope you're doing well. There's a story told of a Bachar in Tal's Yeshiva, Tal's of Cleveland. And this Bachar went through a lot, a lot of tragedy, a lot of pain. And he came to the Rosh Yeshiva, Rabbi Chaim Stein. And he told the Rosh Yeshiva, Rebbe, Rosh Yeshiva, my learning is not up to par, my Vaita Hashem is not up to par, everything is seemingly taking a turn downward, and it's bothering me, and I'm coming to you for chizik, I'm coming to you for guidance, please help me, please tell me how I can do better, how I could become more stark, more invigorated, what can I do, please Rabbi help me. And the Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Chaim told him, Midaf learning. You have to learn. And the Bachar said, But Rabbi, you don't understand. He said, I lost my mother. I had a broken engagement. I'm an older Bachar now and I'm dating. It's very painful. And when I lost my mother, it was so painful. And when I always think about it, it's so lonely. And dating is such a process every week. It's going out, investing, broken dreams, shattered dreams, starting over again, another girl coming from a broken engagement. There was such hope, such high hopes, excitement, the thoughts of building a bias nemon, all shattered, all broken in front of me, and I live with that every day. It's so painful, it's so hard. Rabbi, please help me. Maybe now you'll understand all these tears, all these things weighing down on me. Please give me an Eitzel. What can I do? And unfazed with the same Shtarkite, Reb Chaim said, Medaf Lanin, Even amongst the Tirdis, even amongst all the things that are pushing you back, that are weighing you down, you still have to learn. You still have to be the Ebed Hashem, the wonderful Shtark Ebed Hashem that you were. Wasn't something of your past. That's who you are now. That's your essence. And you have to hold on to that. You have to be that. That is you. You have to embrace it, relive it. And everything holding you back is just asetzer. And of course, it's an assignment. Of course, it's hard. But that can't become you. Excuses. Because ultimately, it's just asetzer. It's ploys and tactics of the Itzahara. And those are going to get in your way and take you down. And forget about what's really true in life. Tyra Mitzvah and... As hard as it is, you're going to still have to pull through. You're still going to have to go back to that level of learning of Avedas Hashem on that level. And in this week's parsha, we find a fascinating, unbelievable gem of wisdom from none other than Moshe Feinstein and Darsh Moshe, who tells us as follows. We find that Moshe Benner named his two children Gershom and Eliezer. Fractal Moshe Feinstein What's Pshat? Why is it that Moshe Benu named his first child Gershom? In the sequence of events chronologically, his first son should have been Eliezer. Because as the Torah itself says, the reason why his name was Eliezer was because he was saved from Cherev Para. He was saved. Moshe Benu's neck turned into a sheet of marble. And when Para struck his sword against him, it hardened like rock and he was saved. Unbelievable nace. First that happened, and only then afterwards he went to Midian, which is why he named his second son Gershom, Ger So chronologically, if first he was saved, which was the name Eliezer, and afterwards he went to Midian, and he was a Ger that was Gershom, 
then Eliezer should have been his first son, and Gershom should have been his second son. Yet, the order was the opposite. Moshe Rabbeinu first named his son Gershom, and he named his second son Eliezer. That's the first question. The second question asked of Moshe, what's shot in the whole name of Gershom? Ki Omar I was a foreign stranger in a strange land. Why would he want to remember that? Why would Moshe Rabbeinu, every time he talks to his son, he looks at his son, he thinks of his son, Oh, Gershom, here Gershom. Oh, Gary Sibastian I was lonely. I was in seclusion. I was in strange dinner. Eretz Nachria. Why on earth would Moshe Benu want to live with that? Why would he always want to remember that, come back to that, conjure up those feelings, evoke those feelings of isolation, of Nachri, of loneliness? What's Pshat in the whole name? Zokta Moshe Feinstein. Unbelievable pshat, unbelievably sudden life. It's unbelievable how we can learn even from the names of Moshe Rabbeinu, something that we wouldn't think we can draw inspiration, chizik, but we can. Everything from the Torah is to learn from, and Rav Moshe tells us as follows. The reason why Moshe Rabbeinu chose, we'll answer the second question first, why he chose this name, a name that conjures up such strange emotion of Eretz Nachri, of estrangement, of isolation. Moshe Rabbeinu went down to Midian, and of course the Midianim, they knew who Moshe Rabbeinu was. They knew who they had in their midst. And, of course, they offered him the position of being the Kaimidian, of being the priest, of being the king. Monarchy. Melucha. Glory. Fame. But Moshe Rabbeinu shunned it. He turned the other way. He ran. He said, no, I appreciate the offer, but I'm not going to take it. Why? Zaktav Moshe, he didn't take it for one reason only. Because he feared for his life that perhaps he's going to get comfortable, he's going to get assimilated, he's going to become integrated with the Midianim, with their culture, with their influence. And Chas V'Shalom, he's going to have a Yerida. Chas V'Shalom, if not him, that would go off, that would slip even in the most minute, minuscule way. Perhaps it would be his children that will be affected from the influence growing up as the child of the king, child of the president in Midian. And that'll have an influence. Because of this fear, because of this pachad noira, Moshe Rabbeinu refused. He declined the offer and he said, thank you, but no. And instead he remained a ger, be'eretz nachri. It wasn't that he was forced into it. It was by choice. It was the unbelievable fortitude, gavras hanefesh, that he had. He chose being a ger, be'eretz nachriya, as opposed to melucha, in order that he should be able to continue serving the Abishter in the way he had and not even slip a kihuzeh. Therefore, says of Moshe, this is the pshat, this is the reason why Moshe Benu chose the name Gershon. It wasn't a sad phenomenon, a sad occurrence. I was a I Someone help me. I, I need a therapist. No. It was by choice. It was with an iron fist. It was with the utmost clarity that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to say, I want Nitzchis. I want eternity. I want Abishter. I want the best for myself and for my kids. And to always be cognizant, to always remember, to always have it ingrained in his mind, in his heart at the forefront 
of his mahus, of his essence, to always remember that choice he made. Zaktav Meishe Feinstein, that's the reason why he dafka chose this name, Gershaim, powerful name, to always commemorate that strong as a lion move that he had to maintain the level of Avaidah Hashem, of Torah Mitzvahs that he always had. Therefore, not only is that the reason that he chose this name, Bechlal, but that's the reason why he chose it first. That's the reason why he named his first child Gershom. Even though he was first saved from the Cherev Paroi, but says of Moshe Feinstein, retroactively, the Savior from the Cherev Paroi was only worth it, it was only Kedai, if down the line, in the future, when this Nisayan of becoming the Kayim Midian came his way, only if he would be Matzliach, only if he would have that Gavras HaNefesh to overcome and to turn down the offer of being the Kayim Midian and not assimilate, integrate with the Gaim, would it have been Kedai retroactively to have been saved from the Cherv Paroi. But if not, if he would have failed in this test, then living wouldn't have been worth it. Then the whole nace of his neck turning into marble would not have been worth it if he would have succumbed to this test and would have assimilated with the Midianim. And therefore, this name of Gershom came first. This, you saw this truth, this principle, is life itself. We're here for Torah Mitzvahs, we're here for nothing else. There are those that wonder, those that ask, who's better off from the Holocaust? The people that escaped before and gave up their Torah Mitzvahs? Or the people that Rahman al-Islan were murdered in the Holocaust. And Rav Meishu Feinstein's hesped for Avlazer Silver, he spoke about the deep pain and grief the Jewish world felt over the loss of the holy and pure Nishamas during the Holocaust. Rav Meishu, Rav Meishu Feinstein saw a glimmer of light amidst all the darkness. Rav Meishu said that those who perished were spared from the unfathomable Nisayan of preserving the Yiddishkeit. And Ramesha believed that it was only worthwhile for Jews to escape America if Torah Mitzvah would be kept there. And this goes exactly with what he said, that there's one tachlis, there's one purpose of us being in this world, and that is for Torah Mitzvah itself. And if we're not keeping to that, if we're not adhering to the Torah Mitzvah, we're not doing whatever we can at all times, then what are we here for? The takeaway message is that there is so much going on around us there's so much bad influence, and these days it's even hard to know what's bad, what's good, because what used to be clearly bad is dressed up as good. It's impossible to discern, it's impossible to tell. Everything's a trick. Everything can be hacked, can be get around. And we have to daven, of course, that we have the kayach to overcome these nisayinists for ourselves, for our children. But more than anything, we can't let these things infiltrate into our homes, into our chaymas of bias. As we know by the chasana, by the chuppah, the kala walks around the chasana seven times. And the reason for the minig, based on Kabbalah, that was seven times walking around is like building a wall, building a fortress of kedusha, a choyma of ruchnius, to fight all of the itzaharas that are going to come, that are going to fight against the marriage, against the bias. And that wall is built to preserve and to deflect all that is going to come their way. And that can't just be a cute little idea that has to be a reality implemented 
and abided by every single day of our lives. And with a chizik in all areas of Kedusha, Vitara, Tayyar Mitzvahs, should bring a tremendous Nachas Ruach Tashem, which of course is what we're here for. We should be able to be kind and Nitzchis with that and ultimately be eternally happy forever and ever with all the mitzvahs, the Torah and the Maizim Taivim that we've accumulated on our journey through this world. Thank you for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful, amazing Shabbos.